Hi, and welcome to Real Talk with Rachel, with my wife, Rachel Gilbert. Did you know that God has a unique call on your life? But things like fear, insecurities, and lies keep us from experiencing God's best. This podcast will consist of real talk about real life with real people. We pray that every episode brings you one step closer to your original design so you can confidently pursue your God-given dreams. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Rachel. Today's episode is a very short eight-minute word for you from a Facebook Live I did on three steps to pursuing your God-given dreams. Take a listen, and I pray that you're encouraged today. I just got off a interview for the Declare podcast with the host, Ann Watson. And it was funny because after we got off of interview, we were just chatting and this was not part of what she recorded. And I told her, I said, well, thank you. You broke me in to being on a podcast. I said, this was, I've never been interviewed on a podcast. And she goes, wait, you mean to tell me you've never been interviewed on a podcast and you just started your own podcast? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I hadn't really thought of it that way. And it did after, so after her and I talk and she said, you know, I think some people would be really encouraged to hear that from you because that's a big deal that you started something and you'd never even done it yourself, like been on the other side of it, which by the way, I don't recommend that. I would have been very helpful if I had been on the podcast before, but what's this girl supposed to do? Am I supposed to like start messaging podcast people and say, hey, can I be on your show? And I know some people do that, but I don't, that's not how I roll. So I had never, so I started this podcast and I've never even been on one myself. Today was my first time. By the way, it was super fun to be on the side where you're being interviewed, not doing the interviewing because it's less pressure on all the techie side of stuff. Anyhow, after I got off that phone call with Anne and I was thinking about what she said, I thought, you know what, God, that is so true. That's something I feel like he's taught me a lot about and that is God-given dreams. We all have them. If you are alive and breathing, quite frankly, even if you don't believe in God, you have God-given dreams because he created you. He put things in you that only he could have put in you when he knit you together in your mother's womb. So we all have God-given dreams. They look very different for all of us and they look different in different seasons. They look different in different areas of our life. I have God-given dreams for my family and for my kids and things I want to do with them. I've got God-given dreams for ministry, for business ideas. I, I could go on and on about different dreams that God himself gave me. And I started thinking about how I am somebody who I have not always been this way. I want you to know this. Be very clear. I am an action taker though. Now, I haven't always been this way and sometime I need to hop on here and tell you how I became an action person, but I am an action person. So if the Lord tells me to do something, I act on it. And I asked him just to share, give me a little bit of insight on how I take things that he gives me and I actually walk them out. I don't just sit with them forever. I actually walk them out. And I feel like he gave me three quick points. I want to keep this short. So I want to just hop through them with you really quick. When you're pursuing your God-given dreams, here are three things that are going to happen and quite frankly that need to happen. The first thing is hear a word from the Lord on that dream. There is a lot of times where we think we've been given a God-given dream, but really it was just a desire, maybe a selfish desire of our own. And one of the ways I can know that it's a dream from God and not just something I made up in my little brain of mine is to really analyze one, does it line up with the word of God and his will for my life? But also I totally pull Gideons on God all the time. I'm like, okay, God, 
said, I think you told me to do XYZ and I need a very clear confirmation. I could go through all the things I've done and give you a very clear confirmation. Like, for example, me starting the podcast. I said, God, I really need you to give me a clear confirmation. Two people gifted me my equipment, didn't even know. One gave me a mic, one gave me very nice headphones. Didn't know I was even needing that. Homeschooling my kids. God knew he had to drop this one out of the sky because I was never going to homeschool my kids. But I told him, if you'll give me a sign, yes, I'll, I'll think of doing it. That exact same day, someone sent me a message and said, hey, I don't know if you homeschool your kids, but I have all this curriculum if you'd like to have it which if you know homeschooling curriculum, it's crazy expensive, or it can be. And she said, and she, and it happened to be the exact ages that my girls were going into. All right, I can seriously go on and on with these stories. So I always, once I feel like God gave me the dream, I say, okay, give me confirmation. Because the second thing to know is you need to expect failure and embrace it. Now this sounds crazy, and I almost didn't use the word failure. Really, I should say struggle. You should expect struggle is a better word than failure. Because anything that God calls us to, there is going to be a battle. Look at the Bible. Just take a peek at all the amazing things that happened. God spoke it, they took action, and then almost immediately what follows? Struggle, battle, sometimes hardship. And if they didn't have the faith to know, I remember when God gave me this word, so I'm not going to let my faith waver in that in-between moment of when he gave me the word of to do this and then when we actually overcome on the other side, right? You have to have that word to stand on that you remember him giving you the confirmation or else you will waver huge in that middle ground. All right, so expect the struggle, but I want to tell you just to embrace it. Here's why. Because, for example, when I first started teaching group fitness, I was a hot mess. I would like write my workouts a week in advance. I would practice, you guys, crazy sauce. I would practice teaching my workout at home to my toddlers. And then the day of, I would be like sick to my stomach, going to the bathroom, all kinds of stuff. This is to teach group fitness. But you know what? The more I did it, the better I got at it. And today, 10, 11 years later, I don't even know how many years it's been now. If you ask me right now in this minute, to go teach a group fitness class, I'd be like, sure, I don't even need any notes. I could just go do it. And I don't say that with pride. I say it with the fact that when you do something enough times, it becomes ingrained in you and it gets easier. But there's going to be a brutally painful process in the beginning where you just have absolutely no clue what you're doing. And that's me right now with the podcasting and even with some of the speaking I'm doing, sometimes I'm like... <gasps> Oh my, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord. You're going to have to carry me. And he does. And here's the beautiful thing. I know a year from now, I'm going to look back on some of the podcasts, my original podcast. I've already looked back on some of my speaking events and been like, oh, can somebody please remove those from the face of existence? Because it's brutal. It's ugly to watch. But here's the truth. Most people never make it to the end of, I don't think we ever truly arrive, but I guess I'm talking about a destination for a specific dream. Most people, never make it to a destination or to a point of victory because we are afraid to look like a fool. We're afraid we're going to mess up. We're afraid we're going to say something stupid. Hey, newsflash, you're going to say something stupid. You're going to do something stupid. You're going to, whatever your thing is, you're going to make mistakes. And that's okay. That's part of the refining process. It keeps us humble. It helps us remember where we came from. It helps us to be relatable to other people. But also at the end of the day, it is just impossible to become an expert in a field when you're unwilling to be an amateur first. You have to start out not knowing what you're doing, stumble your way through it, make mistakes, learn from your mistakes, 
and move on, which leads me to our third and final point, and that is to keep moving forward. I feel like this is where a lot of people stop. I think a lot of people are action takers in the beginning. They get that dream and they say, yeah, God, he gives them confirmation that they're supposed to do something. You take some steps and then we miss point three and that is to keep going. If God gave you confirmation that you're supposed to do something, you see it through to the end. Running your race with endurance not growing weary because in due season, you will reap a harvest if you simply do not give up. So this is a word in due season for someone today. I don't know which point of this three-step journey you're on in the beginning where you need confirmation, in the middle where you're struggling with failures and different things, or at the end where you're going, I want to quit. Don't quit. You're not allowed to quit. Not on my watch. Not as long as you're plugged into some of the encouraging things that God is pouring out of me. This is not Rachel Gilbert that's speaking. This is God speaking through me saying, please don't quit. (laughs) I have put a dream within you, child, and I need you. You're the only person on the face of this earth, who can see this dream through. Do it. Do it with boldness and confidence, knowing he has gone before you. All right, guys. We'll chat later. Have a great day. Bye.